0: Timberwolves fans, are you ready for Timberwolves Explosion? Today will be episode number 7. Are you ready for the explosion? Here we go. Today is Thursday, October 16th, 2008. Right after the final presidential debate. Very entertaining last night for some of you. Unentertaining for others. uh, Entertaining for me. So, we'll just leave it at that. Um, Well... First and foremost, Timberwolves Explosion. We are available on thesportsstuff.com and on iTunes. I thank each and every one of you, as always, for listening, downloading, and listening to this show. It is a big deal to me, and I hope it's a big deal to you, because if it is, I would like you to please tell your friend, tell a friend, tell your friends about this show. If they're interested in the Timberwolves, please tell them about this show. Have them check it out and listen and tell their friends. Now, on sportstuff.com we do have a message board. There is a button on the upper right-hand corner of the front page of thesportstuff.com. It says TSS Boards. Simply click on that. You'll be prompted to sign up or sign in. So if you do not have a screen name yet, please sign up. It is 100% free and 100% fun. You can interact with us podcasters, as there are multiple shows on this station or website or whatever you want to call it, pretty much website. Um, yeah, do check it out. You can interact with all of us. There are, oh, about 200 and, uh, 230 members, 225 members, somewhere in there. It's great to have you. Let's have some more. The more the merrier. Now also, Timberwolvespress.com. Timberwolvespress.com. Also check out that website. A friend of mine. And, uh, yeah, for great Wolves coverage on that site, do check it out. Timberwolves fans, more than worth it. And, Now with that, we're going to get into our show today as uh, first and foremost, well, we're going to talk about, well, we're going to review or preview (laughs) the Pacific Division, the Pacific Division in the Western Conference. This is the second last division preview for this show, and then it's on to real Timberwolves basketball. Um, Of course, we're going to talk about the preseason the scores in the preseason, how people performed, uh, takes, uh, you know, a little bit of news. Not really much news this week in particular, but uh, more or less just updates on how things are going when it comes to the Timberwolves preseason. Also, I'd like to add, though, uh, how this division does include the Phoenix Suns. Uh, Dave Eng, or Deng, his name is Deng on the message boards, but Dave Eng from Australia, good friend of mine on the sports stuff.com. I was on Run and Gun Phoenix Suns, which is a great podcast, to preview the Northwest Division. Sorry about that. Uh, and uh, I was on the last show, about 20 minutes of that show, though, ch- listen to the entire show. I believe it was episode number 54. Northwest Division preview, I enjoyed myself very much Would have loved to have him on this show For this division, the Pacific Division But our schedule is just ain't going to add up uh, My schedule really sucks As I've said before uh, I would have done the show tomorrow on Friday With Dave Ang, but I have to work tomorrow In the evening, pretty much a whole Full day of work from sun up till Well after sundown, just another long Day with two jobs So, uh, Yeah, that's just how it goes So I just thought I'd get that out of the way, uh, do check out that show. Dave Vang is a great guy, and I thank him always for being a part of that show. And hopefully I can be on his show again, and hopefully he will be on my show this year to talk some Wolves and sons when they compete against each other. Now, after that, we're going to take our first break, and then we will get into that Pacific Division right after this announcement. Here on thesportstuff.com, get on board the Vikings ship with Purple Mafia. We will talk about the new Purple People Eaters and the best running back in the NFL, Adrian Peterson. This team is ready to make a move forward. Purple Mafia is available on thesportstuff.com, along with iTunes and Mediafly. Simply download and listen to the most honest and passionate Vikings coverage. And we are back here on Timberwolves Explosion, again, episode number seven, in case you forgot. Uh, real quick, the plug you just heard, Purple Mafia, my Minnesota Vikings podcast. Uh, ratings are pretty good, very popular show, I enjoy doing it. Uh, unfortunately, I was unable to do the show last week because my schedule, as I said before, sucks. That is the second time this year I have unable, been unable to review slash preview a game, so... Unable to review the Detroit Lions game, so I'll just say real quick, it really sucked. Yeah, uh huh, it sucked. So I'll just leave it at that, and uh, yeah, hopefully I'll have a show rocking and rolling next, or this, this coming week here to, to review the Bears game it should be exciting. Now, for any of you that may care, they're listening to this. <laughs> so yeah, do check that out. Uh, sorry for the somewhat long intro, just a lot of stuff to get to this time around, especially the Dave Ang thing, so would have loved to have him on the show. And, uh, yeah, you get the idea. Pacific Division. Pacific Division. Five teams once again. You have the, as I apologize, I had the, uh, the standings for the preseason up. I want the standings from last season up. So, yes, last year the L.A. Lakers finished first, of course, with 57 wins. Phoenix Suns of the run-and-gun sons finished second 55 wins golden state winning 48 but missing the playoffs in the western conference which is just wow yeah denver was the eighth seed with 50 wins by the way that is just sick unprecedented insanity sacramento managed to win 38 games despite the fact they only had one really decent player uh, then again, that's not entirely true, and I'll get into that. Uh L.A. Clippers running up the basement at 23 wins, only one more win than the Wolves, but the Wolves appreciate that because they got a few picks higher than the Clippers. Though, uh, yeah, their rookie, Eric Gordon, looking pretty good. So, yeah, I'll get into that very shortly. First and foremost, we're going to open up with the division champion and Western Conference champion, Los Angeles Lakers. Yes, the Los Angeles Lakers. And only one rookie. They were only able to get one rookie because of the way trades go. Uh, second round pick, 58th overall, Joe Crawford from Kentucky. Wait a minute, Joe Crawford, the ref? Really? I didn't know he's playing. No, just kidding. Sorry, I couldn't resist. Yeah, Joe Crawford, uh, hopefully not really related to the referee. But, uh, yeah, that's just a hot rumor. No, he couldn't be. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. He is a 6'5 forward from kentucky oh good he probably won't see the light of day uh of course you have kobe bryant who you could argue the best player in the world overall but not the most popular player in the world uh was bit by the injury bug earlier in his career but of late his health has been absolutely excellent uh three years ago played 80 games 77 games two years ago in all 82 games last year despite the fact he had that injured pinky All season, and trust me, I know what it feels like because I dislocated my pinky finger in April, and guess what, folks? It still is giving me problems. Yes, never went to the doctor. Yeah, Kobe did not have his uh, finger fixed. He had a, uh, of course, torn tendon in his pinky. Um, Yeah, but played all 82 games. Uh, Couldn't get to the championship. Couldn't win the championship, but they did what they could. The L.A. Lakers. Yes, yeah, they ran into the uh, team I picked to win the whole thing early last year, early like last October, about a year ago. I picked the Boston Celtics to win, and they did. But yeah, Kobe Bryant's numbers down a teeny tiny bit from previous years. Only a few. Well, three years ago he averaged 35 points a game. Two years ago, 31 and a half. Last year, 28. So, but that's because Kobe Bryant's approach has improved every year in terms of, well, he is becoming a more and more of a team player. His overall field goal percentage, three-point percentage, all pretty identical. Assists are identical. Well, the last two years, actually, his assists are up from his career average, up to about five and a half a game. That's pretty darn good for a two-guard. Um, the guy who would like to be Michael Jordan, but never will be, yeah, Kobe Bryant, um, obviously a... Immensely talented individual, but has not gotten it done without Shaquille O'Neal. Uh, the guy who a lot of people could say is the second best player, though he didn't really, he really wasn't able to be that last year. Uh, Andrew Bynum, with that injury last season, missed the rest of the year, play in the first 35 games, missed the rest of the year. The Lakers really wish they could have had him in the finals, and who knows what this team could have done. If Andrew Bynum was a part of this team last season, would they have beaten the LA Lakers? Maybe. I don't know. They probably would have had a lot better defense inside as uh, Paul Gasol not living up to the hype in the I mean he's just not a good defensive player, a fantastic offensive player. Uh Farzine also I know you're a big fan of the LA Lakers and Gasol. Yeah, he was he was a huge addition and he's what helped put this team in the finals, but man, Andrew Bynum, who he is the guy in the middle that would really have Help things out against the Boston Celtics. Uh, still has not really, truly found his offensive game, as he is so young still. I mean, he was born in 87, October 27, 1987. Um, he's only going to be 21 years old. Averaged 13, 13 points a game and about 10 rebounds or a game. Two blocks also to go with that in about 29 minutes in those 35 games that he got to play. Yeah, an emerging talent. Uh, when I saw the LA Lakers... Were able to sneak away with him in the 2005 draft. Now this was the final draft in NBA history where high school players were allowed to go pro. And yeah, when I saw this guy as big and talented as him going to the LA Lakers, I was like, oh great, because I knew Phil Jackson is going back to the Lakers right about the same time. Oh goody, here we go again. Ugh. Here we go again. The Lakers with a superstar center. Yeah, they've they've had a couple over the last you know forty years, you know, you know, or fifty, sixty years. George Mikan, Wilt Chamberlain, uh, you know Kareem and Shaq. That's not too bad company right there. No, that's that's not too bad. You know, they're 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 all right. They're decent players. <laughs> yeah, it's scary stuff. Here we go again. But uh, yeah, Paul Gasol, of course, the second or third best player. Um. Yeah, just a massive addition to this team, excited a lot of people. But, um, well, I guess his shot blocking is better than I remember. Uh, He averaged about one and a half blocks a game last year, not too bad. Earlier with Memphis uh, two years ago, two blocks a game. So he does block shots, but overall defense in the middle, not the greatest because blocks don't mean everything, they just mean you're blocking shots. That doesn't mean you're actually shutting people down, you know. You like just like in the NFL, you can get tons of interceptions, but if you, but but you might get burned on, on tons of touchdowns too. So, yeah, it doesn't always add up. You gotta shut them down too. Uh, Gasol, just amazing field goal percentage last year with the Lakers, about 59%. Uh, yeah, pretty good free throw percentage for a big man in the right about 80. Yeah, an immensely talented individual, though. Um, obviously, getting into right about the prime of his career. Not quite, a, not quite the explosion that some people may have expected him to become, but still huge member of this team. And, uh, yeah, this team very possibly could get right back to the NBA Finals next year. The other major player of note, Lamar Odom, as he is still a member of the LA Lakers. Yep, he was, of course, you know, I mean, that's the one thing, I kept forgetting last year. It's like, man, Lamar Odom is still there when the whole Kobe Gasol and Bynum deal. Sheesh, Lamar Odom is still there. Yeah, and by the way, as I said before, Bynum wasn't even a member or wasn't even available by the time Gasol got there. Yeah, this is a pretty dangerous four players at you know, four star thing going on with the LA Lakers. Um gonna be hard to say anybody can beat them. Lamar Odom had a very solid year last year. Statistically Uh, You know, his points were down. His rebounds up, though, and his field goal percentage up significantly. So, uh, also, three-point attempts way down. That is good news because this guy shoots way too many stupid three-pointers, or at least he did in the past. And, uh, yeah, he would kill his teams in the day, the Clippers especially. But, yeah, with the Lakers for a while, too. Um, I always remember Phil Jackson with a funny look on his face just (laughs) when uh, me and Marcus are watching a game. A Laker game. I don't remember who they were playing a few years back. Lamar Odom just just heaves the ball up, all bored looking, you know. And it's like a you know buzzer beater at the end of the half. Phil Jackson watches it, and you just watch Phil Jackson just kind of going shaking his head slowly, like come on, Lamar, what the hell, you know? But <laughs> I mean, yeah, the guy has streaks of laziness, and just I don't know. He's he's got some Terrell Brandon in him. He's got some uh, Randy Moss in him. I I don't know what it all. It's just. Lamar Odom would drive just about anybody nuts. That respects the game, <laughs> you know, uh, over the years. Though, yeah, uh, yeah, as he absolutely let the L.A. Lakers down in the finals last season. Um, not the kind of guy you can really count on in a big game, in my opinion. It's all about Kobe Bryant and Andrew Bynum. Paul Gasol and Lamar Odom let the Lakers down in the finals. There is no doubt about it. You can argue with me until you're blue in the face uh, the Lakers have a good bench. Uh, I think it's overrated. I agree with Marcus the Forecaster. Guys like Jordan Farmar, Sas, uh, Vujicic, sorry Luke Walton, Luke Walton, and uh, Vladimir, ugh, Vladimir friend Red Oh, yeah, they're a little overrated. Jordan Farmar probably the best out of that group overall, in my opinion. Luke Walton is a nice, smart guy, but he's never going to make you forget about anyone like ever. Vladimir Red Pretty much a complete bust at about five, six million a year. Yikes. Sasha Vujicic, yeah, he can hit the three, but he's a pain in the ass. And no one really likes him. So that's where you go. Uh, the other guy, who actually is still a starter, Derek Fisher, still a very solid guy. Perfect type of guy to go with that. That, uh, you know, top-heavy team with the, the Kobe and, you know, you know, the big four, so to speak. A perfect team guy. He is never hurt, ever. Look at his last three years, 82-82-82. Yep, this guy's never hurt. He's always solid. Uh, went through some painful stuff with his daughter a year ago. Went from Utah back to L.A. And, uh, yeah, we wish him the best in that. It's working out for him right now, so kind of like that. Now we're going to move into Dave Eng's team the Phoenix Suns, but yeah, first and foremost, real quick on the L.A. Lakers, my final prediction on the L.A. Lakers, they're going to win the Western Conference again. Mm-hmm. I could very much see uh, L.A. and Boston finals again, and uh, yeah, yep. I'll give you my prediction on who's going to win the championship next week, as that will be the final predictions. I'll just get into that then. Phoenix Suns, the Phoenix Suns, yeah, they want—they got Robin Lopez, they got that nice defensive player <laughs> from Stanford, you know, Brooke Lopez's brother, his twin brother Robin Lopez. This guy can play, folks. I really like him a lot. Not everybody does, but the guy can rebound and block shots, and that's something the Timberwolves could have used. Uh, yeah, you don't want to take him with a with a third overall pick or the or the tenth pick, but for uh, the Suns to nab him at 15, good job, Phoenix. Is a uh, yeah, a nice guy in the inside in Robin Lopez. I like it very much. Uh, Shaquille O'Neal, of course, the main center still, at least for now. Two years remaining in his career, as expected. I mean, yeah, it's pretty much going to be the end of things for Shaquille O'Neal. Um, really the major free agent addition, or only free agent addition, really the major note for the Phoenix Suns at this point in time. Matt Barnes. Matt Barnes, small forward of or from the Golden State Warriors, a solid player. Yeah, he can, well, he doesn't really specialize in really anything, actually, when I look at it. Uh, Three-point percentage is okay at about 30, about 32%. Field goal percentage, eh, you know, 42. Yeah, six points, four rebounds. So nothing really stands out. Uh, Yeah, he's just a solid guy off the bench, I guess that's all you can say. Uh, Not bad for a second-round pick, though, by the Memphis Grizzlies in 2002. So that part is that. Uh, Other than that, yeah, you still have Shaquille O'Neal and Steve Nash now. And, of course, Amari Stoudemire. Uh, I expected a lot more out of this team in the postseason last year. Then we got, unfortunately, they ran into the San Antonio Spurs in the first round. Yes, the same team that knocked them out the previous year in a very entertaining second-round series, Spurs and Suns. That is a phenomenal matchup, absolutely awesome. You get the prolific offense against the prolific defense. Something's got to give. Well, usually the defense team tends to win in those type of situations. Offense sells tickets, but defense wins the game. Yep, that is an old-school quote, and it lives long, or it lives, live forever. Uh, unfortunately, it looks like Steve Nash and Amari Stoudemire are hurt as of right now. That uh, a partially torn iris for Amari Stoudemire. No major note on when he'll be back or what's the deal. That's no good. Uh, Steve Nash has injured his ankle. That's not good either. So, yeah. I'm assuming he is day-to-day, as that's pretty much what it's saying without saying it. Uh Yeah, that's a very interesting start to the year for the Phoenix Suns with their new coach, Terry Porter, who I do like a lot. I think Terry Porter is underrated. Um, I thought the Milwaukee Bucks pulled the plug on him way too quick. Only two years in Milwaukee. Great success his first year. A sophomore slump the second year. Oh, there's no junior year. He's done. They let him go right away. So I didn't understand that. Uh, was an assistant for the Detroit Pistons for a while under Flip Saunders. Yup, Flip Saunders, former Timberwolves coach, who coached Terry Porter here in Minnesota. Uh, yeah, for a few years when uh, Terry Porter backed up Stefan Marbury. Um, other than that, you still have some nice role players here. Boris Diaw, Raja Bell. And Grant Hill, they are all still a part. I think Leonardo, or Leandro Barbosa, I should say. Grant Hill still sticking around. I believe this is the, yes, the final year of his contract. A solid player. Nothing really stands out, but other than his wonderful field goal percentage for a swing man. 50%. Other than that, though, yeah, 13 points a game, 5 rebounds, 3 assists. Uh, He is what he is. He's a nice, solid role player. Uh, he's obviously going to start, of course, at this point in time. He's going to stay the starter because there's nobody on this team who I think can really knock him out. Rajabelle, a fabulous defensive specialist, uh, has gotten in trouble here and there with his. He's, he's got a little Bruce Bowen in him. He's a, he's a little dirty, you know, as we've seen before. He's got that devilish look in his eye, and the devilish smile. So he's going to kick out of that. The dude can hit three pointers like nobody's business. 41% three point shooter for his career. Yeah, this guy can get it done. Fabulous player for the Suns. Uh, this team overall, looking like, uh, you know, looking like they're gonna go in with a nice solid season, I think. Uh, they don't get any younger as age, absolutely an issue. Shaquille O'Neal is 36. Yeah. Steve Nash is 34. He's gonna be 35 in March. Uh, yeah, Grant Hill is 36. Mm-hmm. We got some old guys. Uh, yeah, Raja Bell is 32, so not much, not much youth on this team other than Amari Stoudemire, and well, like Robin Lopez. Robin Lopez is not the future of this team. Uh, Boris Dia, Leandro Barbosa, though those guys are still fairly young and very talented, but I don't know if they're necessarily franchise-changing players. Amari is the same age as Dia and. <sighs> Barbosa, a little brain fart there, I apologize. Um, you got those three, only one of them really a franchise player, to, in my opinion, and that's Amari Stoudemire, who can score with anybody. Uh, obviously, massive health issue a few years ago with the uh, microfracture surgery. That is a scary thing. Of course, Rashad McCants had the same deal. though 82 games the year after that, and then 79 games last year. So he is stepping up absolutely great. Uh, Shaquille O'Neal did help because he took a lot of pressure off of Amari Stoudemire. But, yeah, Shaq has only got two years left on his final contract, and I will emphasize on that. He will retire when his contract is up, as he has made that very clear. Um, How much does Shaq have left? I don't know. Barbosa, though, definitely not showing any ill effects from that injury. 59% from the field last year. This guy gets it done. Absolutely great. 25 points a game. Defense always an issue, though. He blocks shots at two a game, but like Al Jefferson, not necessarily meaning you're a great defensive player because you can block some shots. So that will be a question. We're going to now slide into the Golden State Warriors, who finished third last year with 48 victories. That is a pretty nice team, though they lost. <laughs> yeah, Golden State Warriors lose Baron Davis in free agency. He goes to his his dream job, the L.A. Clippers. Fun. Terrific. Yeah. Wow. Man, when you look at the point guard situation, yeah, this team is going to take a quite a dip, I think, <laughs> this season. As when I look at this roster, I'm like, who are these guys? What the, what the heck? This is a really, what what's going on? Yeah, the Warriors lost a lot of people. Uh, Anthony Randolph, though, that's a player who was rated pretty high in the draft, 14th overall. I look to him to be a pretty solid player. Richard Hendricks, know nothing about him. Took him late in the second round. Yeah, another forward. Uh, I have no idea if he's related to Jimmy Hendricks. <laughs> I highly doubt it. Other than that, yeah, you still have Beardrins, who's the starting center. Dan Dickow is a part of this team. Oh, goody. Monta Ellis is suspended for a long time because, uh, yeah, he's out for three months. We hurt his ankle. Yeah. And he didn't report it to the team, so he is suspended as well as out for a long time. Um, That's really a shame because this guy was becoming a fantastic player, Monta Ellis. He is probably the best player on this team right now, or would have been. Um, Yeah, a second-round pick, another gem picked by the Golden State Warriors in the second round. Remember, they took Gilbert Arenas in the second round. Um, Yeah, started out his career with about seven points a game. All of a sudden, bam, 16.5 And last year, 20 points a game. Uh, He's just a flat-out scorer. For someone his height to... Have a field goal percentage of 53%. That's insane. Six foot two, or six foot three, 53%. Yeah, this guy was, all indications are he was going to become the starting point guard to replace Baron Davis, but, yeah, now they're screwed. They're in big trouble. Uh Dan Dickow, I, I don't know who's really going to start for this team at point guard. Maybe Marcus Williams, I guess. He hasn't really shown much in the NBA yet. Uh Brendan Wright was a disappointing Rookie last year, only about four points a game. Yeah, not really offering much. I remember the Wolves liked him. That figures. (laughs) Anybody the Wolves like doesn't always work out. Ooh, but the uh, Golden State Warriors did sign the answer. They signed the answer. Ronnie Turioff. Yep. No, I'm kidding. Nice role player for the Lakers, but that's all he really is. Uh, Corey Maggette, though, was signed. Though I don't really see him making that much of a difference with this team in terms of... uh, well, statistically he's a he's a he's a he's a really nice player and everything, but I don't really see him making the Warriors that much better than they were last year. Not necessarily in terms of losing Baron Davis. He was kind of a trade off, I suppose, but <coughs> Magetty did average. I will add though, McGetty did average twenty two points a game last year. Uh that just kinda came out of nowhere. He was pretty much a sixteen points a game type of guy his whole career. But he exploded last year. With the Clippers, though you have to remember that was at the Clippers. Who else really, you know, was going to take the ball away from him? He pretty much had to be the leading scorer because they had no one else. Uh, yeah, with Noel and Brand, Baron Davis, of course, was not there yet. So, okay. Sam Cassell was pretty was not, is not really a scorer anymore. He's too old. Interesting deal. Steven Jackson still on the team. Always seems to get himself in trouble But when he's healthy, this guy can play He averaged 20 points a game for the Warriors last year But Yeah, this is an interesting bet Al Harrington is also on this team Man, this guy never really lived up to the hype I thought he was going to be a better player than he was um, Coming out of high school Way back in 98 Man, time flies But yeah, to me this guy Never lived up to the hype He's only a 13 points a game guy Not really much of a rebounder either uh, hard to say where this team's going to finish. It really is. Uh, Monta Ellis being gone for three months, though, that sucks. So this team, almost no chance to make the playoffs this coming season. Moving on quickly to the Sacramento Kings, who were able to get Jason Thompson, Jason Thompson from Ryder University, uh, in the first round. Other than that, there's a couple second-round picks, Sean Singletary and Patrick Ewing, Jr., who from from Georgetown got traded to the New York Knicks. So yeah, the New York Knicks have a Patrick Ewing. He's back. Kinda. Um, this team is filled with nice role players. Filled with nice role players. But who's their star? Really, overall. Uh I guess it's Kevin Martin, I guess. But Kevin Martin was the kind of guy he just kinda came out of nowhere. He was a late first round pick in two thousand four by the Kings. Uh he's a scoring machine, but you know, he averaged 23 points a game, four and a half rebounds. But is this guy really the kind of player you can look at as a franchise player? No. I I, I can't say that. Otherwise, yeah, like I said, filled with role players. Benu Udrit, though, here's a gem that the uh, Kings picked up out of nowhere from San Antonio. He was left for dead on the San Antonio bench. Uh You know, that's very, very best he was a okay role player like kind of a third point guard type of guy with the spurs and boom nice year last year his numbers don't indicate how good of a year he had uh 12 or about 13 points four and a half assists not that exciting when you look at that but earlier on in the year when he had more playing time he was pretty good pretty good uh francisco garcia to this point um he's okay He's okay, but, I, you know, he's not quite as... I mean, at least he broke double digits his first two years in the league. Really slow start to his career. A lot of people thought this guy was going to be better than he has been. Um, he's okay. 12 points a game, but I don't know. Well, he can hit the three-pointer. He can His field percentage is solid, but he doesn't really do much else. So uh, not the most exciting guy. I'm glad the Wolves didn't take him that year in 2005, though not necessarily thrilled with Rashad McCann's either. Uh, Spencer Hawes There was a guy a lot of people thought The Wolves should have taken last year Yikes, good thing they didn't Uh Yeah, about four and a half points And three rebounds a game Oh goody, boring player Bobby Jackson's back There's another role player the, uh, He was on the Hornets for a few years And then got traded to Houston He's a solid role player um, But he's getting way up there in years Former Minnesota Gopher legend On that final four Ru- Oh, yeah, the final four run that got erased from existence because of Clem Haskins' scandal. But, yeah, other than that, yeah, Bobby Jackson. Hmm. Yeah, he's 35 years old, going to turn 36 in March. So, not much left probably in the tank for him, Mikey Moore. Is another role player. Just another role player. But, uh, you know, the last couple of years, he's carved out a nice niche with the uh, New Jersey Nets at Sacramento Kings, averaging about nine. Nine or ten points a game, six rebounds, not bad, but not great, because he doesn't do anything else. Uh, Brad Miller is still in Sacramento, amazingly. <laughs> he has stuck it out forever. I, I can't believe he's still there, considering all of his former teammates and those good runs are long gone. Uh, you know, Stoyakovich, Chris Weber, Mike Bibby, all long gone. Brad Miller's still there. Shucks, even Ron Artest is gone. <gasps> No. <laughs> yeah, runner test of course gone as well. Um Brad Miller, a nice fantasy player for you, fantasy players out there at times when healthy, but definitely his numbers have dropped over the last few years. He's kinda he's kinda become a boring player, about twelve points, nine rebounds. Oh goody. And that's just who he is. Other than that, just yeah, this is the role player team. That's they're, they're not the Kings, they're the Sacramento role players. So we're going to quickly get into one last team here, and that is the Clippers. They talk about role players. (laughs) That's all the Clippers have been. No, I'm just kidding. Well, they did uh, sign Baron Davis, so that was a big deal. They also made a trade for Marcus Camby, which was basically for free. But the acquisition of the year, the best acquisition in the entire free agency this year was Ricky Davis. No. I'm sorry. I ha. I'm sorry about that. That, uh, I couldn't help it. <laughs> no, Ricky Davis. Oh goody. They signed him to a one-year deal. Ugh, I don't know why you would do that when you get a couple of nice, you get a couple of solid, nice players like Baron Davis, and Marcus Camby, and a, a young base like Al Thornton, Chris Kamen, guys like that. De- DeAndre Jordan? Hmm, maybe. You know, he's he's a sneaky one. The the rookie DeAndre Jordan, Catino Mobley, who's kind of crazy, but good when, when he's on. Uh, I don't know. Ricky Davis, mm, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, Eric Gordon, though, looking really good in the preseason. That is encouraging for this team. Uh, of course, he's not going to be starting, at least not at point guard for this team. Might might see some shooting guard with Baron Davis. That'd be fun to watch. Uh, though, Coutinho Mobley is probably going to be starting out at shooting guard with Baron Davis. I mean, I would think At this point, even though he's getting a little older, Marcus Camby, of course, getting older, tends to get hurt a lot, but when he's healthy, this guy's a shot-blocking machine. To have him going along with Kamen, and you have Baron Davis, yeah, and Al Thornton, all these guys together, this ain't a bad team. The LA Clippers will definitely improve this year. I mean, they could win in the mid-30s, at least mid-30s games, maybe even more. Who knows? They could be one of those funny teams that will surprise you. So, uh, yeah, that's going to be my take on the Los Angeles Clippers. Uh yeah, I kind of like that DeAndre Jordan move though. A lot of people thought it was kind of err I mean, I mean don't think much of him, but watch out for DeAndre Jordan. That could be a move the Wolves maybe should have went after at some point, maybe trade up in the first round or sneak into the second round somehow. Um hm. We'll see. I'm definitely going to be wondering about that one. But yeah, this this team has got some interesting players on it. But, unfortunately, I'm still, well, real quick, I'm going to do my division uh, predictions very quickly. L.A. Lakers first, uh, second place, Phoenix Suns. It's going to have to be the Phoenix Suns. Third, man, I am going to go with the L.A. Clippers. Yeah, I'm going to say the Clippers are going to finish third because I'm crazy. Uh, I'm not high on the Sacramento Kings going into this year or the Golden State Warriors. The Kings don't have much of an identity other than Kevin Martin. So, no, they're not going to, you know, they're not going to really do much this year. And, yeah, the Warriors, I I think the Warriors finish fourth and the Kings fifth. Okay, so that's what I'm going to go with. Clippers, or, excuse me, Lakers first, Suns second. Clippers are going to finish third. Yeah, there's my wacky pick of the year. Warriors fourth, Kings fifth. So with that, I'm going to get, take another quick break, and we're going to move into a few Timberwolves talk, or Timberwolves scores, and it will be right back right after this final announcement. Here on thesportstuff.com, we're toughing up on Brave the Wild with Palladino. Join me, Palladino, as we brave the Minnesota Wild Hockey Club on our way to the playoffs. We're available on thesportstuff.com and iTunes. The boogeyman Derek Bugard says you better listen or he just might drop the gloves. Call up your courage and brave the wild with your buddy, Paladino Joey. And we're right back here on Timberwolves Explosion, as now we're going to, uh, well first and foremost, the commercial you just heard, Brave the Wild. Minnesota Wild Podcast hockey fans, do check it out. Talk some hockey. Regular season hockey is underway, baby. Probably have a new show out for you, oh, Saturday or so. So just thought I'd fill you in on that. Now, very quickly, with the Minnesota Timberwolves, well, the only news going on right now with them is Sebastian Telfair will be suspended for the first three games of the year due to the, uh, the whole pistol, loaded pistol and speeding without a license incident that happened when he was still with the Celtics which pretty much led to his departure from the Boston Celtics a year and a half ago. Um, yeah, that still caught up with Sebastian Delfer as there was no disciplinary action taken yet, and there it is. So that's your Timberwolves news. Oh, goody. Not much going on with that, huh? <laughs> Other than that, uh, yeah, let's talk about Corey Brewer's improvement, and he has improved greatly. Now, there's only been one game since our last show, episode number six, And in that game, Corey Brewer was fantastic. Well, the Timberwolves played the Chicago Bulls earlier this week, and that was Tuesday night in Chicago. Uh, Chicago Bulls took a 19-point lead in this game. The Timberwolves came back and won 96-86. to So that's very encouraging in that sense, yet uh, Randy Foy, man, Randy Foy. Now they're doing that little Foy-Telfair backcourt again, which... I don't know. It doesn't do much for me. When uh, Just look at these numbers. They each had seven points and one assist each. One assist. What the heck, man? Why is L. Jefferson leading the Timberwolves in assists? Why are the Timberwolves only getting 14 assists in this game? 14. Come on. Come on. Seriously, that sucks. Uh, uh, yeah, Jefferson... With 13.7 rebounds, four assists, so that that's nice to see Jefferson getting assists, but he shouldn't be leading the team in assists. And you have Telfair and Foy. Randy Foy had four turnovers in this game. I know it's preseason, but you know what? A lot of times when a player is starting to turn the corner and starting to play some good basketball, you see it in the preseason because they're still gonna play. You know, they're not gonna just stand there and pretend. You know that pretend to play, and then oh, now I'm gonna come out in the season opener. No, you're, Randy Foy should be better than this. This sucks, man. Uh, um, Rashad McCann continues to score, but he was 4 of 15 from the floor and 0 oh, of 4 from three-point range. I believe I've made my feelings known on Rashad McCann's over the course of time. This guy's out of control and way too interested in gunning, 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 gunning. That's all he does. Craig Smith had a nice little breakout party coming back from injury, 10 points, 7 rebounds. Kevin Love led the team or was uh, had eight rebounds and ten points, so his numbers solid, improving off of that pretty bad performance in Denver when he got owned by Kenyon, frickin' Martin. Ugh, oh, can't believe it. Um, man, Ryan Gomes and Kevin Ollie had the tough had the highest plus minus in the game, which is kind of funny as they were pretty much in there during the run, so that's great. Uh, Rodney Carney, an okay game, nothing great though. And he only had three points though, one rebound, one assist. He kinda did what he could in a short time, a nice defensive specialist. But the story of the game for the Timberwolves, Corey Brewer, Corey Brewer again, five of eleven from the floor, fifteen points and nine rebounds. Nice. I like it a lot, I do. And also got a block and a steal in the game. So that is very good news there. Uh, Drew Gooden, for some strange reason, went off against us. Nine for 13. I don't like him very much. Don't really think much of him. Derek Rose looks like he's going to be an absolute star in this league. Uh, crossed over Randy Foy badly. Um, yeah, not only are Randy Foy's offensive numbers pretty lame, but, yeah, Derek Rose already better than Randy Foy right off the, right out of the gate. Uh, Randy Foy, third year in the league. Derek Rose hasn't played a, a real game yet, and he looks better than Foy already. Yeah, and I mean a lot better, and that 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 sucks. Very painful to watch. I really wish Derek Rose was on this team. If we could have got that dang ping pong balls to bounce a little bit more in our favor than they did. Um, ben Gordon's still out because of injury. Is right after he signed a contract, he got hurt, and isn't that always how it goes? It 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 sure is. Whenever there's some type of holdout or whatever, just even if it's just a new contract, in general, it seems like hurt right away. So that's how it goes. Siani uh, chipping in 18 off the bench. Luol Deng 15. Luol Deng paid, played 44, almost 45 minutes in this game. This is a preseason game, Mr. Vinny Del Negro. What are you doing? You, can, you don't want him in there for that long. It's a preseason game. What if Luol Deng gets hurt? Sheesh, you just signed him to a huge contract. Come on now. Use your brain. <laughs> I don't know what they're thinking. Sheesh. Are you trying to punish the guy because the Timberwolves made a comeback and beat you? Bulls 0-3 in the place in the preseason. Wolves 3-1. and The Wolves play Toronto tonight in a couple hours. Toronto Maple Leafs. No, Toronto Raptors. Just kidding. Uh, and then they've got a couple of games next week. Denver, Chicago, Milwaukee. I'll probably do a show. Uh, I don't know. Probably, well, I don't even know my schedule yet. But with that, I'm going to quickly get into last week's poll here. And of course, the question was, who wins the Southwest Division? Who wins the Southwest Division? It's the, the uh, New Orleans, San Antonio, Houston, Dallas, or Memphis. Uh, the Hornets taking seventy-five percent. Heck yeah, that's who I took, and the Spurs twenty-five. And nobody picking Houston, Dallas, or Memphis. Alrighty then. Um, my quick take was I'm going with the Hornets. I think they have a lot of momentum coming into this year, and adding James Posey, who is a winner, only can help this team in the coming season. San Antonio and Dallas only get older with guys like Duncan Ginobili, Dirk, or Kidd, and Dirk. Houston is too inconsistent to trust down the stretch, and Memphis is too raw. Redston, moderator of San Antonio Spurs, and uh, yeah, good poster here on the boards. Love to hear from him always. His comment is he's actually... Going to go Houston. Hmm. Well, you didn't vote for him. Whoopsies. <laughs> you got to press the button there. <laughs> but, yeah, he says he's going to go with Houston. I think they can take out the top this season. Even with Yao for 60 games, they could win it. Um, yeah, I, I, I like that take. Uh, that, that's a good take because they do have runner tests to go with Yao and McGrady. So um, the team is very talented. And they went on that ridiculous win streak last year. That doesn't mean they're going to go on something like that again this year. But who knows? Um, good take, though. Good, good basketball take by Redstone always. Hope you keep posting on here. Uh, yeah. Maybe he'll have a Spurs show someday. I keep saying that. <laughs> but yeah, um, this next poll will be what, uh, what do you expect, right? Who wins the Pacific Division? Is it going to be the Lakers? Is it going to be The Clippers, is it going to be the Suns, the Kings, or the Warriors? Who is it going to be? It's up to you. It's your vote. Please do leave a comment. It is great to hear from you guys to comment. Conversate with me here on the boards. You'll be heard from on the air. Uh, Unless it's just kind of an ongoing conversation between each other, which which is okay, but, I mean, I can't read 99 posts, you know, (laughs) if it gets into that where you guys just kind of debate on, uh, run our test or whatever. So, um, yeah, with that, I'm pretty much going to call it a show here. Again, another about 45 minute show because these are division previews. They take a little bit longer than a normal Timberwolves Explosion show would. Um, I hope you've been enjoying these. I have. It's a lot of fun going across the league. It's not just about the Timberwolves all the time, even though it will be once it's regular season time, other than uh, whoever opponent we're going to play will an- an- analyze those guys. So, once again, thank you for listening to this show. It's been a lot of fun as always. Hopefully, I'll have a guest on soon, and uh, schedule prefer or schedule permitting, that is. As uh, you never know with me and my schedule. Uh, other than that, what division do you think I'm gonna preview next week? Can, can you guess? Yep, that's gonna be the Timberwolves division, the Northwest Division Timberwolves, baby. Timberwolves are going to be in that division, so we'll have a little more Wolves talk and uh, predictions going into the season. Um, Yeah, and I'll have my final predictions on who's going to win the championship, though I did say you can kind of guess who I'm picking to go to the finals Mm -hmm. over my earlier shows. Of course, I picked the Lakers, who are going to win this division this year. That's who I'm picking. I think they're going to win the West. And uh, in the earlier show, way back, my very first uh, division preview, had the Celtics in it, and I picked them to win the Eastern Conference. So, wink, wink. Now, with that, I'm going to conclude this show, and uh, hope you do check out my uh, my MySpace for Timberwolves Explosion. It's myspace.com forward slash Timberwolves Explosion. myspace.com forward slash Timberwolves Explosion. Do check it out. It's one word. Um, do add me on there. It'd be great. Other than that, Sign up for the message boards, as I said, and we'll talk to you in about a week. Take care.